Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Dennis Hot Rod Robin, Robert Parrish, the Chief of Keith, Joey Devine, DJ Ronnie Cycli, Swan Nader, Sean Mike Love's a strange nephew, Kevin Love. Musical guest, Bachman Turner, Overdrive. And now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me. I can't believe I'm still saying that, even though Dave has been gone for three quarters of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of Round Ball Rock. And uh, we're back, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean, did you have trouble um, getting to the podcast today because there was a uh, human chain in front of your door? Yeah, but that was that was just my girlfriend really wants me to put my laundry away. Mm, and so sweet, I had to, sweet brag. Yeah. Sweet brag. <laughs> <laughs> Dave is kind of the Isaiah Thomas of our podcast this year. Which Isaiah? Uh the 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 better one. I mean morally better one. <laughs> the worst player, the better human. <laughs> Unless Dave has secretly bankrupted Round Ball Rock. <laughs> but there's no there's no one really to sexually harass. And I don't I don't think that's Dave's game anyway. No. Um Sean, how's your NBA week been? Oh, it's been amazing. Uh 
my new favorite NBA team, Loyola of Chicago. It's really doing great. They are the best basketball team in the city of Chicago right now. Um, I have to say, not that into showing the, an old the nun, nun all the time. Like here's here's the thing: Spotlight won Best Picture like two years ago, mm-hmm. and we're still just like, oh, this Catholic school's probably fine. Uh, our friend. <laughs> Our friend, friend of the pod, uh, first guest of the pod, in fact, Brendan McGowan, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, believes Chicago, Chicago native, uh, believes is has spent the entire week telling anyone who will listen that that nun is definitely racist. Oh, for sure, seventy-eight-year-old <laughs> Catholic nun from Chicago. Like, I just, I. That's what I'm really hoping for. They make it to the final four, and then they do a feature on her, and and just the slurs just start raining down. Um, I will say, as a former Warrior fan, oh, d- I mean, I- sorry, as, yeah, as a War- as a Warriors fan, uh, I am not at all surprised that uh, former Warriors coach Eric Musselman was surprised by uh, a team that was worse than them. Yeah, that's that's a classic uh, muscle mania experience. Uh, he's the man who used to bench Gilbert Arenas for Bob Sura. So, oh, can I ask you a question, Joey? Yes, for sure. Who has exploited more vulnerable young people, the Catholic Church or the NCAA? NCAA, I think. I don't know. It's pretty like. It's close. Yeah, the NCAA does include Penn State, so I guess it's probably probably the NCAA is worse than the Catholic yeah, Church. Would, yeah, that's a depressing question. Also, Sean. a little a little top heavy. <laughs> that's why they always have a mythical national championship because the Holy Ghost decides. <laughs> um, should we talk about some news? Oh yeah, let's talk about some goddamn news. Let's um, do it. <laughs> So last night, uh, the Kings and Hawks played a game to only about 2,500 people Uh uh, because in Sacramento, uh, the police murdered a man in uh, his backyard. His grandma's Uh, backyard, I believe. Sorry, in his grandma's backyard. Uh, It's really depressing and horrible. Mm -hmm. Uh, and dope-ass protesters formed a human chain around the Golden One Center mm-hmm. and wouldn't let anybody in. And I've got to say, uh, I was weirdly impressed with the King's response. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, they kind of just told everybody to go home, played the game to, like, almost no people. Mm-hmm. And then Vivek Ranadive, of all people... Uh, came out and gave like a pretty neat speech uh, where he was like, um, where he just offered sympathy and uh, a message of unity, quote unquote, according to Tom Ziller, mm-hmm. uh, to the Clark's to the guy who got shot's family. Um, mm-hmm. Where I gotta say, if that was like Mark Cuban. Uh, he would have been groping that human chain yeah, until that's... the people were alive. <laughs> it's true. And I mean, 
I got to congratulate the Kings. They did not send out slams in the lion to go after those protesters. They did not or use the those parking robots. robots. Yeah. yeah, and they um, have the technology to deal with this. It was good, and honestly, it the pictures were kind of fascinating because it looked like a summer league game on the inside because mm-hmm. like the upper deck's totally empty, and uh, the talent level was also like a summer league game. <laughs> So it it worked out well. Um, uh, so I'm not going to call that a full woke off win for Vivek, but it's pretty woke. Good job, dude. Yeah, he's not he's not tanking for the number one. I guess the woke lot. This is getting more complicated than I expected. But I was like, <laughs> yeah, because if you're the least woke team, you don't really get a number one pick. Your owner just should probably resign in disgrace. And that's the Mavs Looking at, at you, the Mark Cuban. Yeah. <laughs> so this is like installing a good a good culture of woke. This is still a, a developmental year for Sacramento, as will next year be. Oh, can we talk about the um, potential draft scenario that amused us so much? Uh, we sure can. So um, last year at the draft, the Celtics traded the number one pick. And they got the number three pick and also got a a, a first-round pick from the Philadelphia 76ers that had very weird protection on it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, next year... <laughs> so, in this draft, yeah. uh, the Celtics would re- receive the Lakers pick uh-huh. if it falls two through six. Yeah. Which it is not likely to do now because the Lakers have been on fucking fire for a month and a half. Yeah, the Lakers right now are uh hold on. They're I mean they they've got a bu- a fair amount of teams behind them. They would have to get an improbable 2 or 3 seed because even the even the sorry, even the number 1 pick the Celtics would not get it. Right. Uh, but yeah, the the Lakers are actually have a yeah they have about the same record as Charlotte and Detroit. So yeah, that's too many teams. They're not gonna the pick is not gonna convey. Anyway, it's gonna be like the eighth or ninth pick. Yeah, and so so that means Philadelphia keeps is gonna keep that Lakers pick. Yes, they will. Uh, and so what <laughs> that means is that next year. The Sacramento Kings pick will go to the Philadelphia 76ers, but... Well, it'll go to the Celtics, yeah. I mean, the Celtics that will go to the Celtics, but it's protected number one overall. Uh Uh-huh. And there is no reason to believe (laughs) that the Sacramento Kings will not be in the running for the worst team in the league next year. Yeah, because they don't even really have any cap space. They don't have any cap space. Uh, they don't have their. They do have their pick this year. But they've they've, they've already lost two of their <laughs> first round picks from the 2016 draft. Yeah, they waived Poppy Giannis. Uh, it doesn't seem like anyone is good on the team except for me. Maybe De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, but he's but a not good enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so if that is the number one pick, mm-hmm. Philadelphia keeps it. Yeah. So 
and then the Celtics pick the Celtics would get would be the Sixers pick, which if the Sixers got LeBron James, well, I'm I'm not even or even just a slightly like a the Sixers could that could be like a like a pick in the late twenties next year. Yeah, because the Sixers are also probably going to be adding the ninth pick in the draft. Right. Now, now that guy will probably sit out for a year or two because he plays for the Sixers, but and presumably they won't be getting the worst player in the NBA for Markel Fultz next year. Maybe they will, but I mean, just if just, Markel Pulse ever plays, <laughs> just seems like there's a lot of upside potentially with that Sixers. Anyway, the nightmare scenario is is still in play. Yeah, the Sixers, I, the, the Celtics could end up. With like the twenty sixth pick in the draft, in I just think if Danny Ainge traded the number one pick in the in a draft, even just aside from the fact that that number one pick is like a mitigated disaster, he could have not picked Markel Fultz with that pick. Uh, and the twenty sixth pick in the draft, let's say, uh, Danny Ainge is gonna eat so much like upset Chipotle. <laughs> Just yeah, I mean, he's <laughs> just shame eating. Now, granted, I'm not critiquing Danny Ainge for making the trade. It's just hilarious if it happened to break perfectly for them yeah. getting a really <laughs> shitty pick. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Because yeah, that would be if you're looking at 2015. That's basically the yeah. That's a bad example because I'm like, what's what's? Oh, it's like the difference between getting Stanley Johnson and Larry Nance <laughs> Jr. <laughs> uh, Terry Rozier went 16. So, um, I mean, look, I I trust oh, I trust Danny Ainge to you know pick a guy who turns out good with that pick because unfortunately Danny Ainge is a good GM and I hate him. Yeah, but. Still, it would be hilarious. He still he still goes to Panera Bread a lot too, right? Yeah, that's he and Gordon Hayward went to Panera Bread to celebrate signing that contract. See, his slogan should be "Trust the processed," <laughs> like lunch meats and stuff. That's what his. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Should we talk about Kawhi Leonard? Yeah, I mean that's that's a weird one, but yeah. So the reportedly, the according st- to Woj, mm-hmm, who is never uh, wrong, except <laughs> you know maybe his personal moral compass. Um, <laughs> uh, except for when it comes to gutting an entire uh, NBA staff of people to hire a shoe man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when I first, when I first heard that Woj was bringing his own shoe man, and I didn't see the name at first, I was like, "Dude, his contract got him like a cobbler." <laughs> no, it was the cobbler. Yeah, the co- uh, oh oh yeah, with the magic Adam shoes. Sandler wearing different pairs of shoes. <laughs> Another movie made by the Academy Award winning director of Spotlight. <laughs> ooh ooh, Woj! I got the different shoes on. Um, that was a bad Adam Sandler. All right. Um, <laughs> he is like clinically depressed in that movie. It's a weird Sandman experience. He also puts on, uh, 
he also becomes a black guy to commit a crime. Um, uh, two two different black guys to commit different crimes. Actually, <laughs> he it's, only commits crimes as a black man. It's uh, not woke. I'm gonna say the no. cobbler. Um, <laughs> but You're anyway, in the broke back. off cobbler. <laughs> but anyway, back to Woj. Um, he said that there was on Saturday there was a players only meeting uh-huh. in which <laughs> Spurs players begged Kawhi Leonard to uh come back and play for the Spurs. So what a players only meeting means that it's brought it's like announced by like Nate Robinson and Dennis Scott, right? Yeah, it means Dennis Scott is there and every time somebody says something he goes players only. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, but so he so the Spurs were begging apparently held a meeting just to beg Kawhi Leonard to come back Uh Woj claims but then immediately Spurs players Brandon Paul who I believe is Chris Paul's brother but that might not be true Oh, wait, no, Chris Paul's brother is Cliff. My mistake. That's true. Um, he's dead. His so. Actually, yeah, he died. And uh, actually, Oscar Nunez has legally adopted Chris Paul. Oh, that makes so much sense. But anyway, Brandon Paul tweeted, Player, I can't wait to get home and rest. It's been a long week. Media. Player hints he's had enough and growing tensions begin to divide locker room. Also, 100% for sure, players ask for a more meaningful role in selection of post-game meals. Read more, he dot dot dot. And then, which, I gotta say, is a nice try at a tweet, at a, like, a funny tweet. Um, But it kind of, it's a confusing tweet. Yeah, it it's pretty confusing. <laughs> I mean, the two, then, diff- the two different aspects of this are some guys were were like, man, it wasn't that big a deal, and then Stephen A. Smith's like, the, Sp- the Spurs are questioning the legitimacy of his injury. Uh, and then Danny Green tweeted, mm-hmm. couldn't be more incorrect, lol, and then just had the Woj link, which that's the way to dispute it. <laughs> Brandon Paul, yeah. I know you're new in the league, mm-hmm. uh, so it was a teachable moment. Um, so, but so here's my question for yeah, you, yeah. Sean. Yeah, do you believe Woj or do you believe these players? So, what's the story that they had a players-only meeting, but it wasn't a big deal because it was really obvious they were having a players-only meeting because the game was on television. It was a Saturday night game, right? So according, so they're supposed to do post game media, and they didn't do any of that. So according to Woj and Jabari Young of the San Antonio Express News, uh-huh. there was a meeting. But according to Woj, some of the things he said were: Tony Parker led the meeting with several Spurs voicing frustration and confusion over Leonard's injury. Mm-hmm. However, some teammates encouraged Leonard to sit out until he felt a hundred percent ready to return. I mean, it's probably, as ugly as this situation seems, it also just feels like the Spurs always kind of work this out. Like, I think, I think, I don't know if it's really more complicated than him saying, 
my leg hurts all the time and I don't know why. And, you know, if, if Kawhi just doesn't really hurt himself, he probably gets like a $200 million contract this summer. Well, you know I, mean? I do think, um, I'm, I'm with Woj though. I think this, I, I mean, I don't think every spur was begging him to come back, but the timing of it, uh, so on Wednesday... It had to be a big deal because it happened on a Saturday night and they were willing to just piss off ESPN about it. But on Wednesday, Manu had this quote, which is, he's not coming back. For me, he's not coming back because it's not helping. We, f- we fell for it a week ago again. I guess you guys made us fall for it. But we have to think that he's not coming back, that we are who we are, and that we got to fight without him. That shouldn't be changing, at least until he is ready for the jump ball. Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah, I don't think he's coming back this season. But I don't besides that besides the point, uh-huh. do you think players were begging him to come back in a team meeting? Yes, it had to be something. One hundred percent. Yes. Like <laughs> I mean Basically, I don't think this means they're going to trade him because both sides have a huge incentive not to trade him because of right. his impending Supermax contract. Um, and also, it it just kind of feels like he's frustrated. But yeah, the team is definitely upset. Like, I'm sure Manu was like, I came back for another year and we're going to maybe miss the playoffs. Like, like play. It's my last year. Yeah. I've, been, I've been on the Spurs for 29 years. Like, play my last year, dude. Tony Parker came back from a bad injury. You know, I'm, but who do you think is the most upset in the Spurs locker room? I'll tell you who the least upset is. Who's that? It's LaMarcus Aldridge. Oh, he's Because like... he's just like, I get my touches. Uh, please don't come back, Kawhi. I want all my. I want all the twenty footers. Nom, 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 nom. He was he was incredible in that game on Saturday, though. He's he's truly he's truly been a special player this year. I mean, look, sure. not everybody can wreck shop on a front court of Kevon Looney, Javale McGee, and. Uh, <laughs> Omri Caspi, but he did it. Now, yes, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, and Draymond Green were all hurt, and Andre don't be, was don't maybe be this hurt. guy. No, I'm, don't be this guy. Well, I'm just saying, I'm just saying for I'm congratulating Lamarcus Aldridge for a great game, but he is having a great year. I gotta say. Okay, Sean, let's go through. I'm gonna name a Spurs player and uh, have you decide whether you think he was begging Kawhi Leonard to come back this yes. season. Okay, Manu Ginobili. Uh, yes, but but like in a like in a a real charismatic. About it. No, I think I think energetic and charismatic. I think it's like I think he he was like the good cop, the bad cop, and the amorous cop all at once in this speech. <laughs> All right, uh, LaMarcus Aldridge. Nope, didn't care. Might not have yeah. attended the meeting. <laughs> All right, Tony Parker. Uh, yeah, upset. But also, Just... like, also like, like, kind of, like, not as mad as he appeared. He's just, like, super horny 
and it yeah, came out as anger during the meeting. For yeah, sure. and he was just like charged up <laughs> just to be like, I haven't, I haven't seen a nipple in like three hours. Get this over. <laughs> Get on the court. <laughs> All right, Dejounte Murray. Dejounte Murray. Uh, I'm gonna say was just sort of like backing Tony Parker up like a hype man, mm-hmm. but like not making eye contact with Kawhi while he did it. Here's the guy I think was maddest and wants him back. DeJounte Murray? No. Oh. This next guy. Okay. Pau Gasol. Oh, yeah. Well, also, because, look, you know that Pau used to, he wanted to go to med school before he became a basketball player. Yeah. Like, and he's like, I cleared you to play. Yeah, he's like, I looked, I I, I've play. seen that. You want to go through this MRI with me right now? And he's like, <laughs> just reading off his chart. And he's like, your sodium, your blood test came back. And like, here's, here's the problem. You're not eating enough B12. <laughs> All right, Danny Green, based on the tweet, I'm going to say, did not beg him to come did, back. Did not beg him to come back. Also has a contract situation this summer, right? Yeah. So yeah, uh, Patty Mills. Patty Mills, angry. Just like like he's <laughs> he's undersized. He's Australian. I think, like, also, I think, you know, it's after the game. He's, he's like, he's like, this not a leg. This is a leg. Yeah. he's like oh oh mate i'm so mad so mad mate come on you gotta come back like a boomerang when you throw it it's not too late watch um get me another fosters we don't have fosters it's the only thing i know to describe a beverage like this it's the australian word for that all right come on kawaii throw another game on the barbie (laughs) all right um this next guy i'm on the fence about uh it could really go either way because he is a man who i could definitely see uh, not caring whether someone came back or not. But also, I could see him pathetically begging someone. Mm-hmm. And that is Rudy Gay. <laughs> oh, boy. Wow. Well, Rudy Gay also hustled back from an injury this year. Yeah, I think, I think Rudy Gay is upset. Also, because Rudy Gay... When was Rudy the last Gay time Rudy Gay a was... cheap contract to come here and be on a winning team, actually. Right. And when was he when was he last in the playoffs? I mean, how does it feel to him for like three weeks ago to be like, well, we're gonna be the three seed. Rudy Gay getting home court advantage <laughs> in the playoffs. New era for Rudy Gay. Here we go. <laughs> Everything's coming up gay. And then he's I... like, What? <laughs> Uh, when last week, when, uh, Andrew Wiggins was whispering about how he didn't want to be a third option anymore, Uh I was just thinking like, oh man, it's so crazy that there's another Rudy Gay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
<laughs> the Minnesota Timberwolves are 100% going to trade Andrew Wiggins for nothing when his trade value sucks two it's years like, from oh. now and get nothing back and then go on like a 19-game winning streak. <laughs> and somehow they still get Tayshaun Prince back, and you're like, wow. <laughs> didn't even know that guy was alive. Um, all right, your next spur. Uh-huh. I'm going to say this is a no-brainer. Does not want Kawhi back. Uh-huh. Kyle Slomo Anderson. Oh, my God. He's he's in a contract year. He's, he's playing been, his ass off. He's just been starting all season long. <laughs> he's been good. <laughs> uh, all right. Do you think Davis Bertans begged Kawhi Leonard to come back? Yeah, it's so hard. To, well, you know, the interesting <laughs> thing about Davis Bertans uh he was in the Kawhi Leonard trade. It was. It ended up being George Hill for Kawhi and Davis. So I wonder if he just feels loyal to him for that reason. But also, I kind of think that um, the whole NBA experience is still pretty overwhelming for Davis. Like he plays fine on the court, but I still I could see him sort of just like not talking and being kind of like a little scared I think, while it was happening. Yeah. I think and he's Davis like, I Bertans, should let the black people talk. That's, that's he's just happy to be there. Yeah, he's just happy to be there. Um, he's like, whatever you want, Kawhi. Would right, playing about- make you be a true friend to me? That's my priority. Oh, <laughs> like, right. Davis. What about Joffrey Laverne? Joffrey Laverne, unaware that Kawhi Leonard is a member of the Spurs, <laughs> he actually thinks it's Damari Carroll. <laughs> All right, and then uh, Brandon Paul, I'm going to say no, I guess, based I think on his tweet. I'm going to say he said something, and that's why he's so passionate in his tweet. And then he's like, I'm Brandon Paul. Shut your mouth, Brandon. And then he like, took like a real, like went hard at Woj. Uh, Matt Costello, I don't think was even at the... Oh, Bryn Forbes was Bryn Forbes at this meeting and what did he say Sean I feel like Bryn Forbes feels like in certain ways he's better than Kawhi like not not as a basketball player but I could see Bryn Forbes as a person yeah I think Bryn Forbes (laughs) has like a lot of esteem so I could see I bet Bryn Forbes said something like like he like muttered something that was about like some like dumb quad pun or something like that (laughs) Uh, did you know the Spurs had a man named Darren Hilliard on their roster? No, not I know Dalton Hilliard, the old New Orleans Saints <laughs> scat back. But no. uh, can I spell the name Darren for you? Yes, D A R R U N. Darren, that's Darren, I think, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to guess Darren Hilliard didn't say anything. I'm also going to guess Derek White did not say anything. Yeah. At said meeting. Yeah, and I think he I think he privately gave Kawhi a message of support but not in front of all of his teammates. <laughs> um all right. Uh so I think the Spurs did beg Kawhi Having gone through it, I think the majority of Spurs did beg Kawhi to come back. Yeah, and uh, yeah, because 
And then Kawhi's like, sorry, guys, I just don't feel ready. I am going to play a game of pickup with Boris Diaw and Matt Bonner for four and a half hours. (laughs) (laughs) My true friends. Uh, I'm sort of interested, like, like, is Tim Duncan talking to Kawhi Leonard? Because I'm pretty sure Tim Duncan is, like, still at the practice facility all the time. I don't, but Tim Duncan, he's not a talker, right? Everyone says he leads by example. I guess that's... So I, his example is just still showing up to practice, even though he's not a Spurs yeah. anymore. <laughs> Maybe Kawhi's like, well, Tim looks healthy. And he's not playing in any games. <laughs> and they and neither one of them speak, so they can't clear up the misunderstanding. They're just like nodding to each other all the time and Yeah. Kawhi Leonard's just following Tim Duncan's example. <laughs> he's like, he's still he's still the greatest. <laughs> Wait, uh, this is what I'm waiting for, though. We will know that that's true if, like, they're you know they release some other video or whatever of Kawhi working out, and then you're like, hold on, did he get a wizard tattooed across his back? <laughs> anyway, this is the weirdest Spurs year. It really is. Strange. I can think of. And I am still firmly of the belief that they should tank their way out of the playoffs. And get that sweet 13 pick? <laughs> yeah, the dude. The thing is, it's just not that much of an upgrade on just getting the eighth seed. I guess but you get a shot thing. at the first pick. You could flip the 13 and LaMarcus Aldridge <laughs> for something even better. <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> Dude, you, where, wherever – no, here's what – look, wherever <laughs> LeBron James chooses, uh-huh. he's going to need another old shitty all-star power forward. Well, and, and LaMarcus Aldridge could be this year's Kevin Love. They did – look, they did have experience playing together in the all-star game, and LeBron did pick him because there were no <laughs> Zero players left, left to pick. <laughs> Where do you where do you see Lamarcus moving to and really helping him out? Hmm. Like Charlotte, maybe? They're like, we have four centers, Lamarcus. You did you'll never have to play center here. The frustrating thing about Charlotte this year. Uh-huh. And I guess we'll talk about them yeah. in a minute. But Charlotte's advanced stats are all pretty good. <laughs> uh, last year, they had a much better point differential than their record, too. It's like they just have really bad luck because their point guard's 5-9. <laughs> I don't think it's his fault. <laughs> oh, it's definitely not his fault. <laughs> Yeah, he scored I, he scored 46 points on 18 shots last night. Man, dude. 28 minutes. Pretty good, Kemba. He he dedic- he did not dedicate the game to Kevin Ollie, however. 
the Yukon coach who lost his job. <laughs> but yeah, like imagine if the Spurs, right? Because uh-huh. all those guys are going to retire maybe, right? Well, no, Tony Parker says he's going to play till he's like 42 or whatever, but... Yeah. Um. <laughs> no, I mean, the NBA is the only w- real way that you can visit three secret families in the course of a calendar year without, you know, just but like, causing a lot of suspicion. Rudy Gay and LaMarcus Aldridge and the 13th pick, that is definitely something you could steal Kemba Walker and, like, uh, <laughs> uh, that French ball puncher from Michael Jordan, and then they would be amazing on the Spurs. <laughs> so the 13, Aldridge, and Rudy Gay for Kemba Walker and Batum? Yeah. <laughs> and hell, throw an MKG. Oh, oh, you think you think Charlotte needs to give up more? In this well, no, but it's like they take on more salary. Oh, I guess they get like, the 13th. Oh, and then they... Ha- yeah, so I guess they get the 13th pick. Well, it's a pick swap. <laughs> oh, it's a pick swap. Okay. So the Spurs get whatever pick Charlotte has. Oh, so, oh the Spurs actually end up picking, like, 10th. Yeah. Still. But, like, dude, I bet you could... Tri- I bet Michael Jordan wants Rudy Gay so bad. Like uh, the white, my white whale. <laughs> like Rudy Gay is such a barbershop player, and Michael Jordan is such a barbershop GM. <laughs> yeah, do you think Michael Jordan? Like, I, f- I feel like he probably he was a late adopter to Instagram, but at some point Charles Oakley told him about like thoughts. You know what I mean? It's like, come on, yeah, you can just you can just send direct messages to people, and so Michael Jordan subscribes to like he follows like Bleacher Report and House of Highlights, mm-hmm. and he considers that to be scouting game film. That he's like, yeah, is... I looked at every single cheerleading squad's Instagram story and watched House of Highlights, and I think Rudy Gay <laughs> is gonna fit in really well here. Um. This isn't this <laughs> this isn't basketball related. Uh-huh. But uh <laughs> Martellus Bennett was on the Bill Simmons podcast this week. Mm-hmm. And he says he and Tom Brady talk on Instagram DMs all the time. And that is weird. <laughs> why why would that be your method? <laughs> he said that like Tom Tom's the one that does it. <laughs> So Tom Brady is insta because like Martellus Bennett isn't even his teammate anymore. No. So that just says to me Tom Brady is DMing multiple teammates and former teammates on Instagram just constantly. But not Jimmy Garoppolo, who he has blocked. <laughs> Okay, which which former Patriot is the most uh, worn out slash perturbed by Tom Brady incessantly messaging him? It's clearly Gronk. Well, I, I consider time... him a current teammate still. Though. No, no, but hold but on. Gronk doesn't know how to read. 
No, like, <laughs> bear with me here, dude. Uh-huh. Because you know Gronk is getting that Instagram DM, and he's like, ooh, <laughs> nudes. And then it's Tom Brady being like, hey, what's up, man? Check out this kale smoothie I just drank. And he's like, oh, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> These are nudes. <laughs> uh, but former, I bet it's a... Uh, Corey Dillon. Yeah, I, I could see Corey <laughs> Dillon as like not really. I think Randy Moss enjoys the banter though. Sure. He's like, yeah. <laughs> Randy Moss like considers him a source now. Oh, that's true. Um... Yeah. <laughs> All right, what if uh... Randy Moss eventually wins the Pulitzer Prize for journalism? <laughs> <laughs> that would be so tight. Um, All right. Uh, Sean, sh- should we talk about Charlotte? Yeah, let's t- well, let's just talk about Dwight's game. So, so Dwight, went- mm-hmm. it was a big week for the Hornets this week. Yeah, yeah, it was a it was pretty 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 epic for that team. Uh, yeah, Dwight Dwight had a what was it a thirty? I think it was thirty one and thirty one. Uh, thirty four and thirty. Oh. So that is the first person to do that since Kevin, Kevin Love. Love. <laughs> uh, before that, you have to go back a ways. We have to go back. Uh, it was like Dennis 1974 Rodman. or something like that. And it's like Matumbo and Rodman both did it a bunch. But yeah, it's like it feels like a Moses Malone stat. We're just like, yeah, these power forwards only weigh 215 pounds. Moses can get every rebound. Um, <laughs> Charles Oakley once got 35 rebounds in a single game, uh, but he was uh, attempting to win the rebounding title, which is why he got so many rebounds, and he ended up losing by point oh three hundredths of a rebound. Oh, it's like that time Dennis... Uh, not Dennis. Uh, it's like that time the Spurs, like let uh david robinson steal the scoring title yeah yeah 71 times you know what i always what i only learned recently that kind of surprised me i remember uh there being like a david robinson shack feud and Mm -hmm. shack told the story about how when he was growing up in san antonio he tried to get an autograph from david robinson and david robinson just oh it's a lie yeah it's a total lie This yeah, is Shaq why told this a is, lie for like years. Yeah, this is why I I feel like he's not a trustworthy police officer. Uh, I'm just I'm just saying he's not a reliable witness. No, no cops are trustworthy, Sean. That's anyway, true. Back, back, oh oh god, Shaq is a partial owner of the Sacramento Kings. He oh wow. he was so mad during that human chain. Anyway, so let's mad. let's move on. <laughs> uh, let's uh, talk yeah. about Dwight. Oh yeah. So he had thirty-four points and thirty rebounds. Yes. Uh, and... Underrated part about that stat, though. Uh-huh. Eight farts. Oh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, do you know how Dwight followed up that game? 
uh, with like a like a four and eight. Nah, he had to. He actually had to sit out the game because he was suspended for his sixteenth technical. So it was like Dwight's back, baby. And then Dwight had to sit out a game against the Memphis Grizzlies, who lost by sixty-one points to the Charlotte Hornets. I think that's yeah the tankiest performance. It's great. Like that's the that's like a a Panzer raid, right? Yeah, I feel like how much of that game would you have watched, Sean, if you were a Memphis Grizzlies fan? Oh God, I mean. I just don't know what it's like at this point because you're I, – I feel like at this point you're binge-watching a show that has gotten really bad, but you know how many episodes are left. And so you're like, yeah, we got to – like, let's finish out this nightmare. Nothing is working. Right. Um, I think as a Charlotte fan, it actually was kind of – I would have stopped after three quarters when Kemba Walker left the game. <laughs> Uh, but with the Grizzlies, like, I, d- I don't, I just don't know what it's like to have, it's just weird because as bad as the Warriors have been, they were rarely tanking on purpose. Usually what they would do is make inexplicable late season runs and like yeah. blow their draft position and then move down like an extra spot after someone jumped them in the lottery. Well, and also some random dude that they found would be like awesome where yeah. it would be like, Oh, they, they got, they signed Anthony Tolliver from the D league and he yeah. won them five games. Wow. Reggie so they're Williams picking is 11 again. <laughs> Welcome to Oakland, Patrick O'Brien. <laughs> yeah. But like losing to a team that's bad by 61 points. That's, I mean, that's like, I I I just can't even like. Are you are you even depressed anymore? Because you're not even invested in the players. Because right. they're not going to be. No, those guys are going to be there. Well, like Dylan Brooks will be right. Ivan Rab. You got that going for you. <laughs> I mean, watching Dylan Brooks and I. The the thing is though, like Dylan Brooks has been starting all year. It's not even like <laughs> let's get a look at these young guys. It's like no, they've actually had to play quite a bit. I think they. It, it looked like they were starting three power forwards in that game too. <laughs> like there were some guys where I just didn't really know who it was exactly. I apologize to the the fans of Memphis for my lack of. <laughs> So let me let me tell you some people that played serious minutes for Memphis in the competitive. There was no competitive portion in this game. <laughs> Charlotte was up thirty three at halftime and then won the third quarter by twenty two points. And then they pulled all their starters and still won the fourth quarter twenty eight twenty two. Okay, so the people starting you have Deontay Davis. I guess Tyreek Evans is the point guard. Uh-huh. And then Dylan Brooks, Jarrell Martin, and Jermichael Green. Yeah, that's that's three centers. <laughs> and it's, it's, They're running the triple tower offense. And even even Dylan Brooks, I think, is a three. Yeah, he's a two or a three, and so is Tyreek Evans. <laughs> so they shot they shot four of eighteen on their three pointers. Tight. Um, Ivan Rab only got in the game for six minutes, actually. 
and he was still negative 13. Did one of these guys have the worst plus minus of the year? Possibly. Jerome Martin was minus 44 in the game. Although I think, I got to say, that was in 32 minutes. I got to say the really impressive performance was Wayne Selden. Minus mm-hmm. 36 in 21 minutes, even though he scored 18 points. Holy shit. So he scored 18 points, which means everybody else around him, it was a negative. It would have been negative like 40 or 50 if he just shot a little worse. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 tough to stop a team with Willie Hernan Gomez in the middle like that. <laughs> Um, well, no, they're, right, not tra- they're not trying to win. So yeah. Let's talk about another team who's not trying to win. Yeah. Uh, inexplicably, the Suns have announced that they've started their coaching search right now. Okay, so there are a couple of possibilities I want to throw out. One is that a lot of college coaches put up like flyers and try to meet people at the final four (laughs) maybe that's where the suns the suns are going to be like first let's start on a physical bulletin board uh wherever the final four is this year i don't remember where it is uh the second one is i think maybe they have like some podcast promo codes that are expiring And like just, promo promo code cap space, we talk about it all the uh-huh. time. Never expires, Sean. Yeah, and I wonder <laughs> if it's some kind of uh, casino related thing. But yeah, if you're trying to hire people, you want to use a podcast code to do that. <laughs> but so, and so Jay Triano is still coaching the team. Yeah, and they said he can interview after the season's over. Yeah. Is Jay Triano super busy right now with the Phoenix Suns? He can he can sneak in an interview. If you're Jay Triano, how mad are you that they're like? Could you? Aren't you like? Could you at least let me finish up these last three weeks? This team is terrible. I'm an interim coach. I've had to deal with the ride. Oh, Marquis Chris, the so, ride. Yeah, by the way, Marquis Chris, who we call the ride because something exciting and often terrible happens pretty much every time he does anything. Uh, started a bench clearing brawl. Yeah, that was tight, dude. Because he, he uh, because he missed a dunk. He missed a dunk. He was super embarrassed, and then Jared Dudley did deliver. A somewhat hard intentional foul to stop a fast break, but then Chris, but which he had to do because Marquis Chris was laying on his laying stomach on the under the basket. Nonetheless, once Dudley fouled him, Chris jumped up, ran over, and shoved Ricky Rubio really hard, and then ran away. <laughs> it was uh, truly. A great moment in ride history. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh my so ride hat. Suns hire Sean. Uh, I don't know, like like somebody from Bain Capital, who's good at just like <laughs> stripping things down and like they need somebody who's gonna make 
like a coach that figures out how to do a leveraged buyout on Robert Sarver. <laughs> like, you know, one of those like shitty Mitt Romney tricks that like put put Toys R Us out of business. <laughs> and instead of like, I don't want to grow up, I'm a Toys R Us kid, it's like I don't want to bottom out. I never should have traded Jason Kidd. <laughs> um, I think they should hire that racist nun. Oh yeah, allegedly <laughs> racist nun, but but pretty pretty sure she's racist. Could they? Would they become the Phoenix Nuns? Oh my god! I didn't even think about that. And then the the Talking Stick Resort probably has bingo, right? Oh, for sure. So that's they at that's, least have Kino. I mean, Phoenix is full of old old bags like that, right? <laughs> maybe um, she, maybe she is the one person that could keep the ride under control, just wrapping his knuckles and telling him he's going to burn in hell. Oh, breaking news, Sean. Oh. Kyrie yes. Irving's getting that surgery finally on Saturday. Wait, so is he going to like miss the playoffs? Yeah. Kyrie is done. That, well, I guess, you know, the Celtics are playing for 2023. <laughs> yeah, when that they're going to turn that 26th pick from the <laughs> from the Sixers really into something. <laughs> Uh, so is Marcus Smart also out for the year? He might come back, right? Uh, Marcus Smart? I don't think so. Okay. Wow. So is what's their backcourt now? Terry Rozier and and Gordon Hayward's not coming back, right? No. <laughs> uh, so they're going to probably have some trouble with whoever they play in the first round. I would say, right? Uh, oh, for sure. Because it's going to be like Milwaukee or Washington or Miami. Uh, they're going to lose to Miami. I think they'd lose to Miami. I don't. I'm not sure about the other. Well, Washington would probably beat them. They're going to have a lot of trouble scoring, though. I mean, has it ever gone wrong to rely on Al Horford's offensive punch in the playoffs before? <laughs> but that that sucks that sucks for Kyrie man I you know we we don't really agree we're hard with on his, the Celtics we're hard on the Celtics but uh I want we you want Kyrie to be in the playoffs what yeah you, I, I you want like him to play the playoffs you want LeBron to play Kyrie you know what I mean like that's the eternal matchup Mm-hmm. Darth Vader versus Luke Skywalker. You know what I mean? The flat Earth versus the round galaxy. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> um. Yeah. So sorry, Celtics fans. Uh, I mean, maybe Kyrie will be back. Who knows? Um. But this was like surgery he's needed for like a year. Yeah. But yeah, that's... Uh, Woj just called it minimally invasive, so maybe it won't be that bad. Yeah, maybe he'll be back. I hope. I hope he's back because I would hate for an offense first point guard for the Celtics to uh, have rehab for an injury take too long. 
Uh, I mean, I thought, I personally thought he should have had the surgery uh, whenever for that same reason. Uh, What if they found out he heard it on the set of Uncle Drew? (laughs) And they were like, oh, no, we we Uh, thought we were just doing makeup, but we gave him an old patella. uh, Speaking of Uncle Drew, um, Mike Bibby former NBA player, uh-huh. legitimately uh, <laughs> legitimately um, Uncle Drew'd some people, according to his son's Instagram. Wow. This week. Uh, let me read you this tweet. It's from Mike Bibby Jr. And it says... My dad went to my sister's volleyball practice and played two guys in 21 and told them his name was Chris. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is... Now, to be fair, it is somewhat hard to guess Mike Bibby's age when you see him in person. Yeah, he has... Um, he looks a little bit like... A cartoon vampire. Yeah. <laughs> he, seemed, he seems like a good guy, and that is hilarious that he said his name was... His name was Chris. <laughs> what if he was like Chris Bibby? <laughs> and, it, and he just pretends it's like a Back to the Future situation. Well, here's my question. Uh-huh. Why do you think he said his name was Chris? Do you think like it's an oh, it's an ode to C Web? Uh, I mean, it also is part of Doug Christie's name. Yeah. <laughs> do you think he's done this before and he's been like, "Yeah, my name's Vlade." Yeah, and occasionally he's <laughs> like, uh, "Yeah, uh, I'm Pedro." <laughs> Hi, I'm Hedo. Yeah, he like has to catch himself. He's like, Hedo, I mean, Hedward. That's a name. Uh, so, Woj I'm is Corliss. Saying... <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my name's Bobby Jackson. Call uh... me regular, regular chocolate. <laughs> Uh, so Woj is saying that there's the timetable on Kyrie's return will come after the procedure on Saturday. But sources source says that expectation is that this will help alleviate the soreness in his knee. So maybe it's not the full surgery. Yeah. Maybe it's like a, one of those cleanups that it only takes like two weeks to get better. So right now, the best person involved in that trade... Is Ante Zizic. <laughs> That's no, what we'll Isaiah's be calling it good. later. Isaiah's been good for the Lakers, dude. Doesn't that seems like at a carnival? Shoot, like the, those might as well be Papa Shot scores. Hey, the Lakers have been good, man. They are. I'm just saying, Lonzo's Isaiah is good. Isaiah Thomas Julius is just such a rules. Fun. Those guys rule. <laughs> Still saying, Zizic is the proof is in the pudding. Man, 
It's going to be said when everyone involved in the trade makes the playoffs except Isaiah. That's like a <laughs> Um all right, is there anything else you want to talk about here, Sean? No, I'm I'm good. That we we have, covered the important things. I actually have a question for you about this yeah. Mike Bibby thing. Oh yeah. Uh do you have an alias first name that you use? Uh yes, I do. What is it? It is Sharunus. <laughs> <laughs> all right my backup uh, alias is minute <laughs> um sean is there anything that you would like to plug uh follow the everything report on instagram you can follow me on twitter at sean keen and you can go see the business on monday nights in echo park at little joy oh and i'll have some oh i'm gonna have a my my tanking column will start next week. Um, tight. Uh, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, mm-hmm. where uh, last week I tweeted, just had in and out for dinner, and all it did was solidify the fact that Five Guys is so much better. Hashtag y'all are sheep. Mm. The five guys are cheap. He went animal style on that tweet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Trust the process? Trust the process. Cut it down. Let's go home. We are the fans of the Sacramento Kings. The sounding of the cowbell and the power that it brings. Got a new arena in the downtown ESC. Here we built and here we stay, a place we need to be. 30 years and counting from I-80 and I-5. We're gonna stay forever, or at least while we're alive. This team is gonna bring it with a Hall of Fame head coach. All new way of winning with his basketball approach. You'll be kissing cousins when he takes us to the top. Attitude and gratitude ain't ever gonna stop. When you play Sacramento, you're gonna get gay. The inside and the outside will take it all the way. We are the fans of the Sacramento Kings. Forget the past, we're in the now with 3.0 and things. One more year to build a team before the new arena. And we'll be laughing harder than an African hyena. You're gonna get D-Mac on the outside shooting trees. You're gonna see McCallum make his way through all the trees. You're gonna get some major duckage coming from D-Will. With boards and beards and not a fear from Evans. What a thrill. We're taking the Pacific. We'll take the West. The East can go and suck it, cause we're gonna be the best. Looking for the crown in the purple and the black. You might not see us coming, but we're never turning back. We are the fans of the Sacramento Kings. We're gonna go get fitted for those championship rings. Grant and Jerry on TV and they're not gonna muck it. G-Man on the radio says he's got the bucket. Body in the front office doing our... Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 